Purpose peeps, welcome back to the Black Girls with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls with Purpose. We are back with week five of our Pain and Purpose series, and if you haven't already, I would highly encourage you to listen to the first few weeks. We were going on a schedule, then there were some kind of nuances that went in there with me doing a prayer for the new year and me confessing to y'all that I was like, is God really going to come through for me? And now we're back to the series. I'm excited because this is the first series that we've done that has extended past four weeks. But as I've shared in previous episodes, God has just been giving me a lot of revelation around this topic of pain and purpose. And so I'm going to continue sharing messages with you as he's sharing them with me. I want to go over a few housekeeping things before we get into our episode for the week. So first, I want to shout out my girl Ashley Moore because if y'all follow us on Instagram, which you definitely should, at Black Girls of Purpose, you saw I posted her reaction to our podcast episode from last week. I told y'all I felt like I was shouting the whole time. And so she sent me this meme. And when I tell y'all I was in a public setting and I was cracking up laughing and everyone's thinking, are you okay? What's going on with you? I was dying because I felt that I was just turned last week. But for her to send me that meme and it was so perfect (laughs) or it was a gif. I said, wow, yeah, this is me. This is me. So shout out to Ashley Moore for always encouraging me. She sends me emails like, oh my gosh, Brie, this is the perfect thing that I needed this week. So shout out to her. Um, Make sure you you guys are subscribed to our email list as well, because that's just a great way to find out what things are happening with me. I don't share everything on the podcast, even though most things I do share. But in terms of business development, projects that we're working on, I always share those first with our newsletter subscribers. So if you're not subscribed to the email list already, Make sure you do that by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash join. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, please do that. I know that you may go in and search every week and say, oh, did they put a new episode? But if you subscribe, then you'll get notifications sent straight to your phone. And we're available on every place that you can get your podcast. So iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. So whatever, wherever you're listening, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. So you're always up to date on when we publish new episodes. I want to tell y'all, I gave you a little bit of a a sneak peek because I just said in our newsletters, I send people information, but I do want to share this publicly. I am highly considering doing a vision workshop, writing the vision workshop. Um, And I wanted to see if you're interested in that. So if you are, can you go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash vision and just put in your email for me. There's a, there are two buttons you can click on. You can say, no, I'm not interested in vision, but I'd like other workshops. Or you can say, yes, please. And you can put in your information there. Uh, I want to be intentional about everything that we roll out for Black Girls of Purpose. And Y'all know me. If I feel like God's telling me to do it, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. Here we go, Lord. But I also want to be intentional in servicing you with things that you're actually interested in. So I don't want to put in all this work only for you to be like, Brie, this doesn't help me, sis. I know you thought this was a fantastic idea, but I'm just not really motivated by it. So if you're interested in doing a vision workshop with me where you cast vision for your life for 2020, uh, make sure you go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash vision and then you can click either of those buttons, whichever one is relevant to you. And I'm excited to get, continue to help you guys do what you feel like you've been called to do. So with all of that out of the way, let's get into the episode for this week. Now, if you saw the title, it's called What If I Miscarry? And I put a dash between miss and Carrie because initially I had this episode titled what if I miss Carrie and thinking about losing your promise right having a fear that you're going to lose your promise having a fear that you are going to 
not be able to take care of your promise, that kind of thing. And then when I thought about not being able to take care, I realized that the miscarry that God was putting on my heart is the inability to carry this promise properly, right? That's something that I have been dealing with in recent weeks as God continues to roll out vision for Black Girls of Purpose and these different business ideas. There's just been this fear over me, like, okay, I know this is what it seems like God's telling me to do, but what if I don't do it properly? What if I miscarry this thing that he's given me? And so I've been having to assure myself through God's word that whatever he starts, he's going to finish. And uh, it's been really helpful to me, but I really wanted to just share a full lesson on this topic because I thought it was relevant. And I hope that you find it encouraging. So our passage of scripture for today is going to come from John chapter 9 verses 1 through 3 and it says as he was passing by he saw a man blind from his birth his disciples questioned him and said rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that the man was born blind it goes on to say neither this man nor his parents sinned and Jesus answered this came so this came about so that God's word might be displayed in him Most Father, most Holy Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, to just teach your word today, Lord. I just thank you for encouraging me, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that your word says, if you seek me, you will find me. If you search for me with all your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your word says, if we draw near you, you will draw near to us, Lord God. And so in this moment, Lord God, as we attempt to draw near to you, Lord God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would move. You know, I have my notes as I always do, Lord God, but I just ask that your Holy Spirit would have his way, Lord God, that you would teach what you want you want to teach, Lord God. If there's something I have here that doesn't need to be said, I pray that you would give me peace, Lord God. And if there's something I didn't write that does need to be said, Lord God, I just pray that you will declare it boldly, Lord God. I thank you that you will bring things to my memory, Lord God, different experiences that I've had, Lord God. And I pray that you will reach into the lives of everyone who's listening, Lord God, that you will push, that you will help them to push through any pain that they're feeling in this season. It's all these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So I read this initial scripture, John 9, 1 through 3, and I'm going to read it one more time. It says, as he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples questioned him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's word might be displayed in him. So if y'all have been listening to the series, you know that in week to week three when our first part of whatever hurts we talked about how pain is not always a punishment and I wanted to have that kind of as the foundation of today's message because we we last week we did talk about what the kind of pain that it can be a punishment that is supposed to teach us something but in thinking about miscarrying and thinking and and really mirroring it with, with what it looks like what it feels like to Uh, go through a miscarriage of a baby Um, when you think about miscarrying a promise sometimes you look at God and you think okay something is wrong with me like I should have been able to do this I should have been able to bring this baby this promise full term and I didn't and I thought about the women in my life I have not experienced a miscarriage before but I've 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 spoken with women in my life and um And I'm not going to say specific names just to protect privacy, but I know that I've talked to a lot of women who felt like, you know, if I miscarry, then there must be something wrong with my body because I'm, you know, I'm a woman. I should have this ability to to produce. I should be able to uh, I should be able to do this. So a lot of times when these women go through those experiences, 
from from what I've heard, from what they've told me, they just talked about how they've just been covered and almost like just discouraged by doubt and disappointment and unbelief and thinking, okay, well, you know, this just couldn't happen for me. And it's just eerie almost how feeling like you've lost a promise from God can lead to those same things, the doubt, the disappointment, the disbelief. And as I was studying this, I was actually reading in Zechariah and, you know, often people, I've even shared that scripture in Zechariah 4 and 10 that talk about talks about do not not despising small beginnings and if you look at this passage of scripture the prophet Zechariah is talking to Zerubbabel who was a governor and he had laid the foundation for God's temple but they the people at the time are going through all these different persecutions and they have these outside parameters they have these 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 things that they're coming up against that are delaying this promise that are delaying this process and like many of us would, they give into this discouragement. And so it's just hard because you start asking yourself, okay, did God really tell me this? Did he really say I was going to be able to do this? Did he really say, you know, this is going to happen for me? And if he did say that, is he sure that he wants to use me? I was uh, preparing an email for our email list. So like like I said, y'all be sure to subscribe to our email list. But I was just thinking about how Many times in a week, I can just think to myself when I start to get overwhelmed by the promises that God has given me and thinking to myself, God, are you sure you want to use me? Like, Are you sure that, that this is what you should be doing? Is this are you sure this is what I should be doing? Is this the right timing? And that's what led me to this scripture in John 9, 1 through 3, because sometimes we go through pain and we think to ourselves, OK, If I'm experiencing pain, if I'm experiencing persecution, if I'm experiencing a delay, then maybe this really isn't my promise. And so when God brought me to this passage of scripture and he said this came about so that God's word might be displayed in him, that or God's power we think about God's word being God's power this came about so his power could be displayed in him I just thought about how that's how it is with our promises sometimes God delays things and I love the scripture that talks about how God is not slow in the way that some of us perceive slowness but he is patient with us wanting not wanting any to perish but wanting all to come to repentance I think about how he allows delays in our promise because he's working some things behind the scenes not for our edification necessarily but for his glory and so I think about this podcast often and how the season that I'm in is what allows me to produce this good fruit right and it comes from pain a lot of it comes from pain and frustration with God or frustration with myself or frustration with circumstances and if I'm not enduring this pain then I can't produce anything out of it and so you have to recognize that y- your pain is not for you. Your, pa- your pain serves a purpose. And if you understand that your pain serves a purpose, you also have to understand that your identity is not tied to your productivity. Your identity is not tied to your production, right? So even though we know God allows great things to happen through our pain, even if we don't do an- another thing for him, you have to understand that his power still will be manifested not because of us but because of his faithfulness and I know that for me the whole identity not being tied to my production 
that was a really hard concept for me to understand because in the age that we live in, everybody's about, you know, the glorification. Everybody's about the the Instagram feed. Everybody's about the accolades. And that's how I was. I, I, even after I had my first son, Jane, and I just thought, okay, well, I can't really be this whole stay-at-home mom because nobody really sees that. I need to be out here. I need to be on the scene. I need to be seen. And God convicted me and said, okay, if you're out here spreading the gospel to the nations, but you're, pe- you're not even living out the gospel in your home, then what are you doing? What are you really doing? And I thought, okay, well, if I serve in more ministries, if I give myself more, if I fast more, like maybe God will be more pleased with me. And we're we're trying to attribute human qualities to him, human characteristics to him when we when we say those kinds of things, because a lot of us have had to work through our relationships with other people. We've had to earn their love. We've had to earn their acceptance. We've had to earn their applause right and we try to do that same thing for God and and then it leads to disappointment because in moments where you are living for God and you're not receiving the blessings that you think you're supposed to receive then you start asking yourself okay have I miscarried this thing because I know that I'm doing what God told me to do but it's not coming with the blessings that I expected so maybe it's me Maybe I'm not supposed to have this baby. Maybe I mis maybe I miscarried and I didn't even realize it because I've been working my behind off. I've been faithful to the end and I'm not seeing anything come from it. Not anything tangible. Oh yeah, people are encouraged. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, but okay, bills still need to be paid. So what's up with that? And you I promise y'all, if you are not in your word, you will go crazy thinking through these things and that's why scripture talks about how we have to think on things that are true and noble and just and pure and lovely and of good report because if you think about God if you take your focus off your situation and you think about God then he brings everything back into perspective and you say okay God I'm not really sure why this is your process for this no God I don't feel equipped but I'm gonna do it because you've called me to do it So that's the first point is you need to understand first that your identity is not tied to your production. You don't have to worry, okay, if I if I don't carry this properly, God is not going to be pleased with me. God is not going to love me. God is not going to take care of me. Of course, we know we have to be obedient. We talked about that last week, but this is not a matter of obedience. This is if you know that you are doing the things God told you to do and it's not producing the result that you thought it was going to produce in the timing you thought it was going to produce, then you have to understand that that does not indicate how God feels about you. You have to remember what we talked about in the first week, which is that God is the one who gives us the power to conceive. And so if he's impregnated you with a promise, then you have to trust that he's going to bring about the delivery. And even if it feels like you've miscarried your promise, if you didn't carry it properly, which I've experienced with my finances, y'all know, I'm sure y'all get tired of that story. But I had the ability, the, the opportunity to be a good steward, buy a car in cash, and I didn't do it properly. I miscarried that. And so sometimes I have moments where I'm like, well, God, God, you can't bless me with my finances because I've already shown that I'm not a good steward. And what's the point of using me? And he says, hey, if I pr- impregnate you with a promise before that you would be debt free, I can do it again. And I will be the one to bring about the delivery as long as it you as long as you trust me. So that's the first point. Again, your productivity is not your identity is not tied to your productivity. The next thing, the next point for this, if you're if you're afraid that you're going to miscarry your promise you have to understand you that you cannot allow the fear of failure to allow you to 
push you to quit. So I'll say that again. You cannot allow the fear of failure to push you to quit. And the scripture for this comes out of Isaiah 46, 10 through 11. And it says, I declare the end from the beginning and from long ago, what is not yet done saying my plan will take place and I will do all my will. I call a bird of prey from the east, a man for my purpose from a far country. Yes, I have spoken. So I will also bring it about. I have planned it. I will also do it. I shared just now, y'all, unless you're looking at God as the one who's going to be able to do everything that he's put inside of you to do, you're going to want to quit. And if you're looking to your own ability and strength, you're going to feel like, oh, there's no way I'm going to fail at this. And you probably will if you try to do it without him. I'm not going to lie, sis. There have been so many things that I have launched out and done. And because it was a premature promise like i think about the the t-shirts that we tried to launch back in 2017 when we first got started i didn't have a a pure motive behind that i said okay well this will be a passive income stream while i have my baby and god said girl i don't care nothing about your passive income stream this is not the timing for you to launch apparel and and it showed i mean the things that we were producing weren't really high quality the designs that my husband made were super dope but I was just kind of throwing them on t-shirts wasn't really thinking through those things they weren't tied to a more powerful message and I think that's the part that really got me it's just like girl you just putting stuff out because it's cute but there's not even a there's not even a purpose behind that and how ironic is that this is black girls of purpose but you're putting stuff out with no purpose behind it like what what and I think about this whole pain and purpose series if you are not producing something that is is designed to help a pain point in some in somebody's life and what I'm not saying just from a business standpoint but if you're if you're not speaking an encouraging word to help somebody you're just speaking because you want to be out here and you want to be seen and you want to be on stages I don't feel like God's gonna promote you too soon because he's like okay well I can't really use you because you're gonna try and make this about you and I know because I've had those intense intentions in the past that I haven't had the best intentions in this season some of that fear of failing is coming up again and I feel like God's like okay but that was that was before yeah yeah you're right your heart wasn't pure then but I have refined you as silver is refined and so you cannot allow the fear of failure because you feel fair because you have failed before allow you to quit and this brings me back to the whole miscarriages I know women who have said you know what I'm not even gonna try to have another baby because I've tried four times five times six times seven times eight times I've miscarried every time or we didn't get pregnant and you just can't allow that fear to to and I know y'all some of y'all gonna say okay well Brie you know nothing about this and I promise you I'm just I'm just speaking from Holy Spirit I I I have not been through it I I cannot say that I've been through it and I pray that I don't but I know people who have been through it and they've shared their experiences with me and they've shared how because of what they've been through they say you know what Brie it's just not worth it I can't I can't I can't sign myself up for this again but I've all of those women all of those women who have gone through miscarriages and and now have children they say it was completely worth it they say oh, i'm so i'm so glad i didn't allow disappointment to keep me from from pursuing this because 
this makes up the difference. Like this child makes up the difference. All those tears that I cried, all those days where I'm looking to God and I think you just, why would you do this to me? Now I see this is, this was the purpose that came behind it. So I can keep going. I can keep going. And the thing that I love too, is that a lot of those women, they didn't even just have one and they said they're done. They're like, oh, we're going to try again because this has shown me God's faithfulness. Even though I didn't know how he was going to do it, even though I wanted to quit, even though I thought I feared failing and feeling like, okay, my body can't do this because I've seen the glory of the Lord. I'm going to try it again and I'm going to do it again. And what a testimony am I going to have that I say, okay, yeah, I had three miscarriages, but now I have six children. How amazing is our God? But he can't be glorified if you quit. And I was writing it for the newsletter. I was writing and I said, you know what? The only way the enemy wins is if you quit. He's going to keep coming in with his accusations. He's going to keep telling you, you can't do this. But you don't want to prove him right and saying, you're right, I can't do it. And you just lay over and die. I remember a couple years ago, I was in Chicago and I had just came off of this. I really was right in the middle of this season where I was just wondering, God, what are you doing? I, I'd done a fasting and praying set with, with a couple sisters in Christ and it bl- kind of blew up in my face. And so I'm just thinking to God, you know what? What's the point? I'm doing too much. People don't even like this. You, you know, I'm trying to be obedient as unto you. And this is what happens. And, and so I just felt like I was going to quit. And I remember I'd gotten this vision in my head. Uh, uh, it was me and the devil. And we were in, we were in a boxing rink and I just, just I was on the ground cause he had hit me and I was on the ground and I was moaning. And I was moaning and I couldn't get up and I was just rolling from side to side. And God was like, get up, get up. And I was just rolling from side to side. And so I started praying. I started praying because I'm seeing this in the spirit. So I started praying and I started praying and I could see myself kind of getting up in the vision, getting up in the vision. And so then I got on the wives line that I had started the, uh, in 2017 got on the wives line that same day and I was telling them the vision that I had and so as I'm praying with them and as I'm encouraging myself in the spirit and as I'm being encouraged in the spirit I saw myself doing those little one two steps with the jabs I I started seeing myself moving around he couldn't touch me he couldn't touch me he was trying to touch me but he couldn't touch me and it just showed me the only way he's going to defeat me is if I quit that's the only way the enemy will defeat you that's the only way that you will miscarry your promises if you quit That's the only way he can do it. But if you get up, even if you're stumbling, if you get up, he can't touch you because you're getting up not by power, not by might, but by God's Holy Spirit. So you get him those two, those jabs in his face with the word of God. And that's why you have to be grounded in your word, because if you're not grounded in your word, I promise you, you will quit. It will happen. Automatic. But as long as you're grounded in his word and you're able to say these things from the scripture that say, okay, he's the one who, who, who planned it. He's the one who spoke it. So it's going to come to pass. Then you start building up your confidence again and you can do it. And that just encourages me because at the end of the day, y'all, you cannot think you're going to do it in your own strength. You're not going to do it in your own strength. And so when the enemy tries to say, you can't do this, that's where you say, you're right. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do it on my own. You're right about that, dude. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I, I, I think even about the fear that we feel, feel of failing or the fear of embarrassment, which is going to tie into the last point that I'm going to make. But it com- I think about Luke 12, 4 through 5, which says, And I say to you, my friends, don't fear those who can kill the body and after that do nothing more. But I will show you the one to fear. Fear him who has authority to throw people into hell after death. Yes, I say to you, this is the one to fear. And I always give the story of 
how I wrote my book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose, the same year that I was planning a wedding. And so people were saying, oh, girl, you writing a book? Aren't you planning a wedding right now? And I said, yes. I said, I don't really feel like, oh, God, I would have walked in my purpose, but I was planning a wedding is a sufficient response when I get to heaven. And he says, why didn't you do what I told you to do? And I don't think if we get to heaven and we and God says, hey, why didn't you do what I told you to do? And we say, well, I, God, I was afraid. I don't think that's going to be a sufficient response. Because th- at that point, I think he's like afraid of what? Well, I was afraid of what people are going to think. And then he would hit us with this scripture. And I say to you, don't fear those who kill the body. And after that can do nothing more. Fear the one who can throw your soul into the pit of hell. That's what you need to fear. He's like, okay, so you are more afraid of what your mom was going to say than me. Oh, you are more afraid of what your coworker is going to say than me. Oh, okay. You are more afraid of what your boss is going to say than you are afraid of me. Unacceptable. Because at the end of the day, guess what? They don't have a hell or a heaven to put you into. And they are not the ones who have designed you to do which, that which you've been predestined to do. And so if you allow the fear of man to keep you from pushing through and doing what God has told you to do, it's not going to be good for you. We talked about in that Sound Mind series how sometimes depression is brought on by disobedience. We look at Saul, King Saul. It says that a spirit came over him. The spirit of God had left him. He lost his anointing after he was so fear of people, fear and so afraid of people and what they were going to do. Oh, the people are leaving. So I just gave this sacrifice. I didn't know what to do. And God said, okay, well. You've allowed your fear of man to to prematurely birth this promise through you. You are you aren't you aren't even supposed to be sacrificing this right now. You're supposed to wait on Samuel. You didn't do that. Okay, so you're being disobedient. Okay, so now you're gonna be depressed because you're not walking in the calling, the anointing that I've given you. And so some of y'all are listening to this and you're like, Oh, I'm so depressed, I'm so sad. Are you walking in disobedience? Because a lot of times we look at it as, okay, well, I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking, I'm not having sex, okay, but are you doing the thing that God has called you to do in this season? Because if you're not, then you're walking in disobedience, which means you may be feeling depressed. And that depression may have been brought on by or that disobedience may have been brought on by a fear of people and what they're going to think. And that's what ties into point three. Now, the last point is you cannot allow the fear of humiliation to keep you from trying again. The scripture for this is Isaiah 54, one through five. And it says, rejoice, childless one who did not give birth, burst into song and shout you who have not been in labor for the children of the forsaken one will be more than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the side of your tent and let your tent curtains be stretched out. Do not be hold back, lengthen your ropes and drive your pegs deep for you will spread out to the right and to the left and your descendants will dispossess nations and inhabit the desolate cities. Do not be afraid for you will not be put to shame. Don't be humiliated for you will not be disgraced for you will forget the shame of your youth and you will no longer remember the disgrace of your widowhood. Indeed, your husband is your maker. His name is Yahweh of hosts and the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all earth. And again, that's Isaiah 54, one through five. Now, what I love about this passage of scripture, y'all, is how it just shows that God is a God who redeems. It doesn't matter how long you've been waiting to give birth to a promise. It doesn't matter how many times you have miscarried either physically or spiritually. When God has said, okay, it's your time to give birth to this thing. It's going to happen for you again, not for your own sake, but for his glory. And when I look at this passage of scripture and it says, enlarge the side of your tent and let your curtains be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your ropes and drive your pegs deep. For me, that means don't be afraid of getting excited about, don't be afraid of getting excited 
excited about what God's doing. I know another person in my life who they uh, got pregnant and whenever they got pregnant, they said that they weren't pregnant because there was some fear there. I believe there was some fear there of, oh, hey, I've miscarried before. I don't want to miscarry again. And so to keep myself from getting too excited, I'm just going to say that I'm not pregnant. And unfortunately, they ended up miscarrying that baby. They lost that baby. And that hurts me so deep. But I feel like that happens a lot with us spiritually because we are not willing to speak life over what God has impregnated us with. Then we do miscarry. We do lose it because God says, okay, well, you don't even believe you don't even believe that I can do this through you. And so maybe you're not ready for me for, for me to let it happen just yet because you're not ready to speak life. You're not ready to prepare as if it had if as if it has already happened. And y'all know how much I talk about preparation and the pain that we experience. I talked about that a few weeks ago. If we are in pain, sometimes it means that we need to spark. We need to bring about some preparation. We need to get the budget in place. We need to start looking for babysitters. We need to start getting our children enrolled in school. We need to start searching for flights. We need to start pitching ourselves for speaking engagements. We need to do these various things because in doing those, we show, hey, God, I'm going to I believe that I'm going to be able to carry this promise properly. And I know even for me. A big thing God has placed on my heart to do in this season is to start doing book signings. And I haven't gone out yet because I'm thinking, okay, well, God, I just want to make sure that I'm doing it properly. And he says, just go. I'm with you. I even this morning, I read Haggai 2 and 4, and it literally says, work for I am with you. I feel like God said, girl, just put in the work. Don't worry about what the outcome is going to be. I'm working on the outcome already, but I need you to step in faith and believe that I'm going to do what I've told you that I was going to do from the very beginning, that you will see increase, that you will be able to be a blessing to other people, that you will be the lender and not the borrower. I need you to believe. But as long as you keep telling yourself, I don't have enough, I don't have enough, I can't do this, then guess what? What you speak is what's going to happen. Scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you keep telling yourself you can't, guess what? You may just miscarry not because God didn't want to birth this beautiful baby through you but because you refused to believe or because even when he showed you the small beginnings you thought okay that's not enough for God to use me you have to understand what Zechariah 4 and 10 says. Do not despise the day of small beginnings and I want to read this commentary to y'all because it was so powerful to me so in this, again, I talked about how this is addressing the governor Zerub, uh, Zerubbabel and in the he, and how he had laid the foundation of the temple uh, or, or laid the foundation of, of God's new home that they had built after the Babylonian in- exile. But what really wrecked me when I was reading this commentary, it says that while the foundation had been laid, powerful opposition had prevented any further progress and it, it and discouraged and feeling as though their obedience to God was pointless. People People wanted to quit. The commentary goes on to say that these people believed that theirs was a day of small beginnings and faithful obedience was viewed by many as useless. Faithful obedience was viewed to many as useless. And y'all know I have felt that so many times. I've been like, you know what, God, who cares? What am I doing all this praying and fasting and writing? Who cares? Nobody even sees me. And to that, he says, work for I am with you and do not despise small beginnings. It doesn't even the people that we see that have made it, they have had to push through some things. And no, not everybody's transparent about their story. But I think about Sarah Jakes and how she talks about her teenage pregnancy and how she talks about how she was ostracized and and how she, you know, brought shame to her family and, and all these kinds of things. And people were gossiping and rumoring. And now look at where she is. 
So everybody's like, oh, look at this amazing. Th- oh, yeah, but she had to deal with some pain to get to that. I think about Heather Lindsay and how she talks about, you know, she she dated around and then God called her to a season of singleness and she was working at a church for free and and, and she couldn't have any other work. And she's just like, how can God bless this? What is he going to do with this? And now look at where she is. And she could have said, OK, well, I know my past. I know what I've been through. So I'm, I, I don't want to be humiliated. I don't want people saying, OK, well, isn't that the same woman who, you know, she was doing this and she was doing that? Or Sarah Drake's people coming to her and saying, isn't that the same girl who had a baby out of wedlock? She was like, I'm not going to allow the fear of humiliation from what people are going to say to keep me from the things that God has called me to produce in this season in my life. When you are when you are feeling like, OK, I can't do this because of what people are going to say, you, you're 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 going back to that humiliation. You're going to uh, back back to that fear. You have to understand, again, this is not about other people. This is about your obedience. You cannot def- allow the fear of humiliation to keep you from trying again. And you cannot allow the the fear of failure keep you from getting invested. And I'm speaking to myself in this, y'all, because again, I go in circles. I'm like, yes, Lord, you're going to do it. And then I think, well, what if you don't do it? Okay, yes, God, this is going to be it. But I thought last time it was it and, it and it wasn't it. Okay, but this is not last time. Okay, but it looks a lot like it. And I just, the only thing that keeps me is God's word. And I thank God for people in my life who he has encouraging me. I thank you for the, thank, I'm about to start praying. I thank him for the people that he has, who is, he has put in my circle that won't allow me to quit and y'all if you do not have a circle of people who are praying for you and fasting with you and encouraging you then you need to get it I mean y'all know about that activate community that was another part of why I wanted to start is because I said we need people who are willing to get together and pray and encourage one another and and share their goals and share their visions and share their ideas and help them move forward in that and that's why I know we're going to bring it back whenever God decides but until he does please 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 be intentional about finding that community within yourself within with within your circle not within yourself within your circle and saying okay who do I have at church that could encourage me who do I have at work that can encourage me who do I have in, even in my family is it my sister is it my cousin that can encourage me because they know that I'm going through these things and they may even be going through similar things you have to understand like God is not God doesn't want you I think about trying to produce a baby on your own how crazy would that be you're trying to deliver the baby. And yeah, I know we've seen the, the YouTube videos where, where a, a woman will grab a baby from, from her womb and just ca- carry him up like Mufasa and, and Simba. But we're not, y'all. That's not us. God doesn't want you trying to be pregnant with the promise and deliver the promise and cut off the umbilical cord and all that. That's a lie. You need other people. You need midwives in your lives to help you with those processes. You need a doula that's going to talk you through these painful moments. And I, that's really what I want this community to be. That's really what I want this community to be. In. And, and, you know, my, my pivot right now has been focusing on women in business because I know there are so many women around in my own circle who have these phenomenal ideas, but they've allowed the fear of failure to allow them to quit. And so they say, you know what, Brie, I can't do this. And they're right because they can't do it by themselves. They need someone to help them with it. The things that I've been most successful with in my businesses are things that I partner with other people with. But when I try and do it on my own and I move to the side and I, and I allow myself to be isolated, that's when I get overwhelmed because it's like you're not supposed to do every part of this, sis. You need to delegate. 
You need to ask for assistance. And some of us say, well, I don't have any money, so how am I supposed to delegate? Okay, well, ask your friends if they'd be willing to help you. Hey, I'm writing up this this article. Would you re- be willing to read over it for me? Hey, I'm writing this book. Can you edit it for me? Hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? It doesn't have to be anything complicated. So I just, I, I hope that this was a very helpful message to you, y'all. I just... I just want you to know God you like you are God's beloved. You are his chosen one. If he didn't think that you could do this with him, with him, then he wouldn't have impregnated you with that in the beginning. I think about when I wrote uh my first book again, The Black Girls Guide to Living on Purpose, and I was getting towards the end and I started doubting if I should do it and I told my pastor at the time I said, "You know, Pastor Chip, I'm not sure if I should be doing this." He said, "Bree, I didn't wake up thinking about writing a book today." He said, even the fact that it you, you think about it means you should do it. And of course, we know that that's why it's important to, to be grounded in God's word. Because some things come to our mind and we're like, no, I can't say that God told me to go rob that bank. I can't say that. But without that divine inspiration, that's definitely him. And if you keep bringing it to him and he keeps bringing it back to you, like, no, I'm not taking this away. I want you to use it. Then do something with it. So I want to share... Philippians 1 and 6, that's going to be our verse of this week. And it says, and I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it about to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Again, that's Philippians 1 and 6. And for a song for this week, I really want you to listen to Confident by Stephanie Gretzinger. I love everything that she does. Her music is amazing. It's just so encouraging to me. And I actually started a a Black Girls of Purpose playlist on spotify so look up that 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 playlist because all these songs that i share the songs that we share every week i put on there because sometimes you just need to be encouraged you need to hear what god hears about thinks about you and some of y'all aren't always in a place where you can read full passages of scripture at a time but these people who are anointed in the word of god and then they use word of god to build their songs like that those are those songs they just hit. So definitely check out the Black Girls of Purpose podcast playlist on Spotify and you can just search for it. Um, and it's a picture of what's the picture? I think I'm sitting at. Yeah, I'm sitting at my computer with a with a podcast mic. So be, be sure to check that out. But I um, I hope that you were encouraged by this message for this week, y'all. I know I always say that these messages are just as encouraging to me, and they really are. Um, another verse I want to share with y'all comes from Joel 2, 25 through 27. And this is just for anybody who feels like there's no way God can do anything through me. Uh, the song, The verse says, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. So I hope that you were encouraged this week, y'all. I'm going to pray. I'm going to share some last-minute housekeeping things. And then, God willing, I'll talk to you next week. Father God, thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to spend time in your word, God. I pray that everyone who heard it was encouraged, Lord God. I pray that this seed would uh, be implanted in good soil, Lord God. I just pray against the enemy's schemes, Lord God, to choke these seeds out, Lord God, with the worries of life, Lord God. I just pray that they would be deeply implanted in our soul. It's all these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. (sighs) Okay.
Okay, y'all. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Like I said before, please make sure you subscribe, share it with a friend, leave a review. We started reading the reviews over. Uh, we read them on the on the podcast. So make sure that you leave us a review so we can shout you out uh, potentially next week. I want to encourage you to check out our Black Girls of Purpose shop. You can go to Black Girls of Purpose dot org forward slash shop we have some new t-shirts on there we have my pain produces purpose we have pregnant with god's promise we have what are some other shirts we have on there my favorite one is actually the fur we walk by faith and not by sight tea we and we have everything in, that's in a t-shirt is also available in a sweatshirt so make sure you check out those items over on our black girls of purpose shop we created a new instagram page for our black girls of purpose shop and that's at shop black girls with purpose it's really good to go and follow that if you like getting coupon codes and that kind of thing because i'll probably in order to continue to build up that page i'll probably share coupon codes exclusively on there for a bit so make sure you're following at shop black girls of purpose on instagram i want to hear y'all stories um i felt like i know everybody has a story of how god has produced purpose through their pain and so i want you to share your stories with me over on our instagram page at black girls of purpose and we can share it with those in our community i know y'all know that i know the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony uh, if you would like to partner with us financially you can go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash partner if this has been just a blessing to you if you want to sow a seed and then i talked about building your business within community if you are looking to build your business in 2019 if you need some more support then you can go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash biz we'll talk about how we can get you more exposure for your business as well as teach you specific skills like SEO strategy, goal setting, time management, so that you can really be intentional about your growth in 2020. So that is it for this week, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I am excited to continue the series with you and make sure that you subscribe to our email list because like I said, they always get the, the tea on things that are happening with Black Girls of Purpose. All right, y'all. Talk to you next week.